Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you once again about practical issues related to ministry leadership. Since this week is Thanksgiving, I thought I'd spend a little time on the podcast today talking about some issues of gratitude and talking about some things that I'm particularly grateful for this year. Now, I am a world-class worrier. I can worry with the best of them. In fact, I'm so well known for this that a few months ago, I talked about it here at the seminary in a chapel message, and our information technology guys decided to help me to uh, crystallize this great gift that I have for being a world-class worrier. And so uh, they created a screensaver and put it on my computer. The uh, screensaver is a photograph of a man sitting with his head in his uh, hands in obvious distress. And out to the side, it says, be anxious about everything. Hesitations for six. <laughs> and so that's now become my life verse as a world-class warrior. Be anxious about everything. That's, of course, a contradiction of Philippians 4.6, which says this, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Worry or anxiety are alleviated through prayer with thanksgiving. So I've been working on worrying less and praying more. Finding myself, when I wake up in the night, anxious, preoccupied, worrying about a particular issue, or when I find myself driving in the car and mind-wandering, daydreaming over to some difficulty or some problem, I've been working on the discipline of stopping myself in that moment and praying with thanksgiving about the issue that's concerning me. Now, coupled with this, my wife read a book over the summer about gratitude, about developing the discipline of gratitude. Now, this has uh, been difficult for me because uh, my wife was already just about the most committed Christian I know. And then she read this book over the summer and said that she uh, was facing up to her sinfulness of not being grateful enough in her life. And so she started practicing this discipline of gratitude even more aggressively than ever before. Now, when you take super Christian, <laughs> that's how I see my wife, and you put that on steroids by giving her even greater motivation to overcome her supposed sinfulness for being ungrateful, well, I'm telling you, it's been quite something to see, and it's been quite pressure-packed to live with. Well, of course, I'm kidding in some ways, but it really has brought me face-to-face -face with this reality that uh, I need to work on being more grateful to God and to recognize His greatness by being grateful to Him and to bring my prayers to Him in the context of gratitude for what He has already done and will do in my life. So I need to follow my wife's example and move away uh, from the uh, screensaver that was created for me, be anxious, uh, be anxious about everything, and move toward the truth of God's word, which says, with prayer and thanksgiving, 
bringing my request before God, my anxieties will be lifted and my worry will be relieved. So today on the podcast, I want to practice what I've been preaching and talk a little bit about what I'm grateful for. So this Thanksgiving, first of all, I want to say that I'm thankful for my wife, Anne. And I'm thankful specifically that we share the core commitment of our lives to Jesus Christ and the ministry he's given us. Now, the reason I say it that way is Anne and I have a healthy marriage, but we do not have a great marriage. I'm always nervous when people tell me how perfect and how wonderful and how romantic and uh, just how idyllic their relationship is in their marriage. Well, ours isn't. We have a healthy marriage. Uh, We think we have a good marriage. We have a fulfilling marriage. We've been together for 38 years and plan to stay together for the rest of our lives. But we've had difficulties, turmoil, conflict, trouble. But the one thing that I've never doubted and the one thing that's never wavered is that I have been blessed with a wife who shares my core commitment to Jesus Christ and a similar core commitment to ministry for him. And despite all the difficulty and all the challenges and all the turmoil and all the problems we may have had in our lives over the years, that bedrock commitment has never wavered, and I've never doubted for a nanosecond those commitments in Anne's life. And I'm thankful to God that when I was just a young man and really didn't have the wisdom or the insight or any kind of understanding of what kind of wife I really needed in my life, that God brought me into love with a woman that had those core commitments that we could share over a lifetime and that would be unshakable as a foundation in our relationship. So I'm grateful today for Anne, and I'm grateful specifically that we share those core commitments to Jesus and to his work that have sustained us over these years and given us a unity and a bond and a depth of relationship that's been able to withstand all the uh, superficial and in some cases superfluous uh, issues that seem to undermine so many other marriages, but we really do, we've really been able to keep them at bay because of those core commitments that we share. Second thing I'm grateful for today is I'm grateful for my adult children, and I'm grateful for them for one very specific reason, and that is they have given us the gift of no distractions. Now let me explain what I mean. Uh, A few years ago, our three children were together for a holiday. I think it was Christmas. And we're sharing a meal together. And I said, hey, I want to tell you guys something. Uh, And I want to be serious for a moment because, frankly, our families are traveling roadshow and circus when we're all together. I said, hey, I want to be serious for a minute. And I want to thank you for giving us the gift of no distractions. And my kids kind of looked at me with a puzzled look, and one of them said, well, what, what exactly do you mean, Dad? I said, here's what I mean. As adult children, you're making really good choices on things that really matter. Uh, you've chosen to be responsible with your, with your lives and your careers and your money and your relationships and your service uh, of the Lord. You've chosen to be responsible in those areas. Now, you haven't chosen to be perfect, and you haven't always chosen what we would have wanted you to do, and uh, you, you haven't always chosen necessarily the, the, the right thing to do because you've had to change your mind a few times along the way. We get all that. That's normal. That's part of growing up and part of being young adults, and, and, and we're fine with all that. I said, but here's what you've done. You've never made 
an irresponsible decision that causes your mother and I to lay awake at night and wonder where you are, if you're drunk or sober, if you're moral or immoral, if you're legal or illegal, if you're solvent or in financial disarray. We've never had to lay awake at night and wonder about those kinds of issues. You've chosen to make responsible choices and to make those choices in a way that gives us the gift of no distractions. Now, a lot of our friends, and some of you even who are hearing this podcast know what I mean. You have an adult child who's breaking your heart today. That child is uh, in rebellion against God, or they're caught up in an addiction to a drug or to alcohol. They're financially irresponsible in such a way that they're uh, causing grief and stress for not only maybe their family, but also for you. Uh, they, they've broken relationships, and so that you, you've either had to watch divorce happen or maybe the loss of relationship with grandchildren. All of that can happen when adult children make choices that create great distraction in the lives of parents. So I'm grateful today for my children, but I'm specifically grateful that they gave me the gift of no distractions. And if you're an adult child that's listening to this and you can do that for your parents, give them the same gift. Make responsible choices about serving Jesus, about your morality, about your money, about your relationships. Make responsible choices. Not perfect choices, not always right choices, but responsible choices. And give your parents as well the gift of no distractions. And then a third thing I'm grateful for today, of course, I'm grateful for grandchildren. Now, every grandparent says their grandchildren are the greatest gift ever, and I certainly would echo that. But I want to talk about two ways that I'm specifically grateful for my grandchildren today. First, I'm grateful for my grandchildren because they're helping me to rediscover the mysteries and the joys of life. For example, I'm watching my young grandchildren right now work through the process of language acquisition. They're learning to talk, and they're learning to read, uh, and those are remarkably complex skills. And I'm able to watch them learn how to do that, and occasionally with reading and projects and other things contribute to that process as well. But as I was just recently working on this with my little uh, granddaughter, who's just about two, I was fascinated, fascinated by the working of her mind and by her capacity to process information and by her ability to mimic and to learn to speak and to communicate verbally. I watched that and I marveled at her and I marveled at God who created her. And I thought about how magnificent life is and how puzzling so many aspects of life are and how important it is to maintain a sense of holy awe and mystery at God and what he's done in creating these wonderfully complex persons called human beings. Oh, man, I'm grateful for that. And I'm discovering it sort of all over again by watching this process develop uh, with my grandchildren. And then another uh, specific way I'm grateful for them today is that they're giving me and reminding me to have vision for the future. You know, I look at at my life, and I realize that while I'm, I'm not really old in that sense, I'm, I'm certainly older, and I'm already at the point, though, where I realize that, that, that life is brief, and it, and it goes by fairly quickly, and, and mine has a few years left, but, 
but it's got fewer left than I've already lived. That's definitely the point. You know, when you get to this point in life, it's easy to get negative or to be discouraged or to be a naysayer or to talk about how bad things are and how bad they're going to be and how bleak the future looks. And I just refuse to give in to that because when I see my grandchildren, I see the future. And they give me vision for the future. And when I look at them, I see them as children now, but I try to imagine them. What will this little two-year-old girl be like when she's a mom and she has her own two-year-old? What will this boy be like when he's grown up and running a company or leading a church or involved in some meaningful way in the community? Uh, what, what will these grandchildren of mine be like 20 or 30 years from now? And how can I pray for and shape them toward that kind of healthy future? That, the, I'm thankful to God because my grandchildren kindle in me hope for the future and give me vision for training and leading people uh, to a positive future. And I want to be that kind of person. I don't want to be the crotchety old guy who's always complaining about how bad things are and yelling at people to get off his yard. I don't want to be that guy. Instead, I want to be a person who sees the future and has a vision for the future. And I'm thankful to God uh, at this Thanksgiving season that my grandchildren have been that for me. So here, here's some things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Anne, but I'm mainly thankful that I've, I have a wife that shares core commitments with me to Jesus Christ and to his ministry. And I'm thankful for my children in general, yes, but specifically, I'm thankful that my children have given me the gift of no distractions. And then I'm thankful for my grandchildren, but specifically two ways. I'm thankful that my grandchildren are helping me to rediscover the mystery of life and to see the grandness and gloriousness of God's creative ability in creating people like us. And then they're helping me to have vision and commitment and passion for the future and to do all I can to create a positive future for people that I lead and influence. Well, that's sort of on the personal side, but now let me just wrap it up by saying I'm also thankful for the ministry that God has given me and particularly uh, the job he's given me here at Gateway. You know, every day, uh, most of us get up and go to work somewhere. We either go to work at a church or a ministry or a company or someplace. And if you're blessed and privileged to go to a place of work that you enjoy, that you find fulfilling, uh, you know what I mean when I say that I'm grateful uh, for the job that I have. And there's two aspects of my job that are most meaningful to me. The first one is I'm grateful for the people that I get to work with. I get to work with the finest people uh, on planet Earth today. I get to work with committed Christians who really do care about their relationship with Jesus Christ and really do try to have that relationship show up in how they act every day. Now, occasionally, it's pretty rare, but occasionally we have someone who acts in an inappropriate way here at the seminary or who behaves in a way that's less than an example of what it means to be a Christian, but that's pretty rare. Most of the time... Most of the time, I work with people who are models of what it means to be Christians. A few years ago when we were proposing the relocation of the seminary and it hadn't yet gone public, I was talking with Dr. Michael Martin, our vice president for academics, about the relocation and how the faculty would, uh, would manage it. And he said to me uh, this sentence, he said, Jeff, when we make this announcement, I think you'll find that you have a Christian faculty. And he emphasized it that way. He said, I think you'll find you have a Christian faculty. And what he meant was that 
the faculty here are not just professional Christians, they're real Christians. And that their Christian discipleship and their Christian values and their Christian convictions were going to come out in their response to this bombshell announcement that the seminary was relocating. And you know that's exactly what happened. And I am so privileged to get to come to work every day with real Christians, especially real Christian faculty who allow the life of Jesus Christ to permeate who they are and actually come through them in the way that they relate to other people. Man, what a privilege that is. And then the second aspect that makes me so grateful is that I get to come to work every day where people share a mission that matters. Our mission is shaping leaders to expand God's kingdom around the world, and we're unwavering on that, and the people that work here really believe in that. Now, yeah, every now and then we get off mission and we do something that's a waste of time or a waste of money, or some days somebody gets a little out of sorts and does something that maybe they shouldn't. I get that, but that's rare. Most of the time, the people that come to work here every day have one agenda, and that's to accomplish the mission God has given us. And because of that, for me, uh, getting to go to work every day is a fulfilling and meaningful experience. So I'm thankful today that I have a ministry and a ministry job where the people really live out the life of Jesus Christ and they really are devoted to his mission and to the common mission that seminary has within that mission of Jesus, which is, of course, reaching the world with the gospel. Well, as I said at the beginning, I'm a world-class warrior. I can worry with the best of them. Anxiety should be my middle name. And when I talked about this before, sure, our IT guys did create this powerful and beautiful screensaver which says, be anxious about everything, hesitations for six. Well, we have a big laugh about it when we put that on the screen that day. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to be that guy on that screen. I don't want to have my head in my hands just always fretting about how bad things are. While I have a tendency to drift that way, the discipline of gratitude from Philippians 4, 6 Learning to pray with thanksgiving dissipates worry, releases me from anxiety, and gives me a sense of peace. So today, as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, I'm grateful for my wife and the core commitments we share, for my children and the gift of no distractions they've given us, for my grandchildren and how they've helped me to discover life all over again and given me a vision for the future and for shaping people for a positive future. And then... I'm grateful that I have a super ministry job, that I get to come to work every day with people who really do live like they know Jesus because they do and who are passionately devoted to his mission expressed through the mission that we share here as a school. So I hope today on uh, this podcast day for you, but on Thanksgiving week as you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you will take some time uh, to reflect on your own practice of gratitude. Make a list of what you're thankful for. Express that to God and perhaps express it to the people that you're thankful for. And in doing so, uh, discover again what it means to humble yourself before God, express to him your appreciation for what he's done in your life, and to receive the gift of peace and blessing that, it come, that comes with being thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Take a few days to celebrate and then get back to work because you have to lead on.